Hello and welcome to the Great Muppet Fandom Panel from ToughPigs.com. Usually, this is a panel discussion show about Muppet news, but not this time. Tonight we're doing something special that I like to call the Muppet Friend Awards. The panel is going to try to determine the best friend of the Muppets, and come up with some honorable mentions called Friends of the Muppets. What do I mean by that? Well, not the Muppet performers, not the behind-the-scenes creative people like Craig Shemin, I mean stars. Celebrities. Who are the big names in the entertainment world who have been supporters of the Muppets? Who are the entertainers who've worked with them a bunch and played off them like they're all part of the same family? Tonight, we find out. And we'll put their names on nice little certificates and post those certificates on social media to show our appreciation for the Muppet appreciators in Hollywoodland. The panel for this evening is a group of Muppet fans who all have their ties to the entertainment world in one way or another, but you know them as the hosts of Muppeturgy, a Muppet Show rewatch podcast. It's one of my favorite shows that puts the Muppet Show in the context of uh, all the pop culture that's connected to it. They talk about the history of each song the Muppets perform on the show. They talk about uh, what else was on TV the night that that episode of The Muppet Show was broadcasting. And they even have a short biography for each guest star. With three seasons under their belt, they can tell you which guest stars were down to clown with the Muppets. We're generally a good fit for them, at least for the guests in the first three seasons. I'll be filling in the stars who worked with the Muppets since the third season of The Muppet Show. So between the five of us, I'm sure we'll have a perfectly balanced spread. It'll be great. Let's introduce the panelists. If just one person believes in you, maybe even you can believe in David Levy. Hey! (laughs) They only got one another, but we got Christy Bauer. Hello! Ask me a riddle and I reply, Michal Richardson. Hi there. Though I probably shall not exclaim as I die, Adam Grossworth. I have a cold, I'm highly medicated, and there is bourbon in this hot toddy, so I'm really happy to be here. Good, great, and I'm J.D. Hansel. Muppeturgists, I'm so happy to have you all here. I'm a big fan of the show. I have a bunch of questions I want to ask all of you if we have time, but for now, I'll just ask this. How did you four decide to start your podcast together? It's David's fault. It's true. When Disney Plus announced that they were going to stream The Muppet Show, I just knew that this was inevitable. I took to Twitter and I said, oh no, this means I'm going to have to start a Muppet Show rewatch podcast, doesn't it? And I don't remember who the first person was who was like, well, I guess you're asking because you want us to tell you yes, right? And I was like, no, I want you to tell me no. They're like, we're not going to do that. And everyone else were just the people in my life who were the most obvious answers to who do I want to spend five years watching the Muppets with? I, th- I believe my exact response to that question was, well, I already have a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so can you uh, tell me a little bit about like what each of you do? Because you all know a lot about theater, and I feel like theater is such a big part of what makes the Muppet Show the Muppet Show. It's pulling so many songs from musical theater. I mean, you all seem like such experts. So uh, what do you all do? Uh, So I work for Actors' Equity Association, which is the union for actors and stage managers who work in the live theater in the United States. So I I write musicals uh, for uh, stage and screen. So that's my uh, entry point. Incredibly cool. To be clear, both both of you, incredibly cool. Sorry. (laughs) I don't actually work in theater, though I am a theatrical and theatrically inclined person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but I write scripts for kids' media and uh, 
especially for a children's podcast called The Imagine Neighborhood that I suggest all of you go listen to right now. Pause this podcast, go listen to The Imagine Neighborhood instead, then come back. Michal is also an award-winning playwright. Oh, that's very kind of you. <laughs> it's very accurate. <laughs> or an award runner upraying playwright. <laughs> I, I've placed somewhere. And a, Thank you. And a puppeteer and, and has, has oh, many, yeah, cra- I do a many bunch crafty of crap. skills. <laughs> you asked what I do, which I assumed meant for money. And a dancer. <laughs> I spend a lot of time doing a lot of things. And it's all valid. Thank you. Uh, I used to be a stage manager, uh, which you will hear on the podcast when I get real pedantic about how things work backstage and why is there no crew and uh, wait, is Kermit the stage manager? Is Scooter the stage manager? What's going on? (laughs) Um, But I I now work for a nonprofit called the National Alliance for Musical Theater, uh, which provides services to theater producers, uh, mostly nonprofits. Uh, So I, I am also deeply steeped in musicals on the sort of business side of things. All so cool. And with that, it is now time for the Great Muppet Question. Panelists, are you ready? Great! This episode's Great Muppet Question is, what's the best episode of The Muppet Show that you've covered so far on the podcast? I mean, there's only one right answer to this question, and it's the Phyllis Diller episode. Entirely Mm. because of the raw sexual chemistry between her and Ralph. (laughs) Undeniable. It is also undeniable that Sandy Duncan makes you feel good all over. So, you can't really beat that. This is true. This is true. My I mean, my actual favorite episode, probably of all time, but we have two seasons to go, uh, is Pearl Bailey. And that's just a sincere answer. I have no joke. Um, but we're not, like, we're not in so the many... sincere part of the podcast. Though. I know. Well, you, you, you put a joke in the outline you gave us. So I was like not really prepared to be sincere, but then I did it anyway. Um, mm. But that, like, there are so many little moments, like even in some of the episodes we've hated, have had like some really nice moments and and if i were i'm never doing this because it would be too much work but if i were ever going to do like a like a sketches ranking it would be so wildly all over the place and i'm getting ahead of ourselves but like i'm i'm really excited for these next two seasons that were not released on dvd that i don't have the same kind of memories of to to see what what we're in for adam just needs to come out and admit that he loves the peter usnov episode even though everyone else hates it i am the only one of us who likes peter usnov episode um Because like it, I mean, there's there is some stuff in that episode that I really liked. It's true. I it's not high in my rankings overall, but it it had its moments. I also have a weird, like childhood, Robin Hood Disney's Robin Hood linked affection for Peter Ustinov. So so yeah, I, I'm gonna I will continue to stick up for that episode. And I'm here to speak for the J.P. Moore fans. Uh, J.P. Morgan <laughs> was the first, not the last, but the first guest star who was brave enough to say that. Uh, the Muppet Show is a piece of shit and it is below her. But despite it all being beneath her, she put on her best chicken suit and flew high above the material. <laughs> well done. Well, thank you all for playing along with all this foolishness. It's time to move on to tonight's main event. But first, I want to remind our listeners that Tough Pigs can always use your help and support so we can keep making nerdy Muppet fan stuff like this. If you can, consider joining our Patreon. And if you want some fun Muppet merch, you'll find some on our Tee Public store. Muppeturgists, you also have a store with Muppet fan merch. Is that right? That's true. I am, in fact, wearing some of our merch right now. And I'm wearing oh. some of the Tough Pigs merch <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> David, you just disappeared into the background when you stood up. Oh, no. You stood and just vanished. Don't bother. He's not here. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I'm so tempted to get the clown's shirt. My that is gosh. what I'm wearing tonight. Uh, Although I do oh. also own Tough Pigs merch. I own the 
the Manhattan Melody shirt. Same. Yeah, I gotta get that one. I'm I'm wearing the uh, the the be the monster you wish to see at the end of this book shirt. The clown shirt, in fact, all of our merch also comes in a baby onesie edition, <laughs> which I need to finally send to my friend tomorrow. <laughs> Look how cute! Yeah, send it before their baby outgrows that's, it. That's wonderful. That's nice. All right. Uh, and with that, let's jump into the Muppet Friend Awards. Michal, I don't, I don't know what I'm looking at with your list. So a lot of mystery. Why don't you go first, and we'll. I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, who have you nominated for a, a Muppet Friend Award? Okay, I wasn't sure how to approach this assignment, so you can tell me how I did. <laughs> okay. I, I will discuss my first pick and why they, I think that this person is such a good friend to Muppets, or at least to one Muppet. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Number 15. Can we talk? (laughs) Okay, listen, sometimes a friend is someone who tells you what you need to hear. She'll tell you when you need rouge. She'll tell you when you need eyebrows. She'll give you a complete makeover when you're feeling down. She'll tell you when you're pushing it. And when she gets fired just for putting a smile or eyebrows on your face, she'll think it's hilarious. Or it might have just been all the gin and tonics. So... Setting aside their QVC feud of 2014, which I only just learned about when I was researching this yesterday. I missed a lot of exciting Muppet media in 2014. <laughs> Nobody has been a better friend to Miss Piggy than Joan Rivers. Oh, oh, this is just, you look fabulous. Look at you. And a little more on the cheeks. And a little more on the cheeks. <laughs> 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 You are fired. Great pick. A great pick. I mean, it's true that that she's had a lot of great Muppet interactions, and that scene in Muppets Take Manhattan is kind of a, a show stealer there. That I I never would have thought of this choice, but she is a great choice. Adam, I think you're up. Number 14. Yeah, I found this a little challenging. Mostly, I was surprised. Um, there's a there's a great page on Muppet Wiki. Shout out Muppet Wiki um, of people who have appeared on both Muppet TV shows and Muppet movies. Yeah, and I was actually surprised how short that list was because I just sort of think of like you know these stars and they must have done so many appearances, and it's a surprisingly short list. Um, at least of sort of the Muppet world that I exist in, which does not tend to include Sesame Street. Right. Although I love Sesame Street. Uh, it's just, I've largely left it behind. Yeah. But I went uh, for my first pick with Whoopi Goldberg. I am uh, in these small, small group of people who will stick up for It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie. Interesting. <laughs> How do you figure? It just hit me at just the right time. I have watched it recently. I, I do own the DVD. It is not streaming anywhere that I know of. It is it is extremely 2002. It is it is mm-hmm. it, it dated immediately, including by the presence of Whoopi Goldberg as a uh, god. Uh, she mm-hmm. is credited as the boss, but let's 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 call it what it is. Um, yep. And you know, just just the the credits alone, those guest star credits alone. Oh yeah, it, it, you know what she's done to, but I I really love it, and that Moulin Rouge sequence alone, 
And then you throw in John Cusack <laughs> as the villain, and you throw in a plot line about how Kermit is in fact bad at business and you know deeply in debt. And and it's like I, I'm here for it. I'm into it. And then and it was so good they remade it as a feature film in 2011. I mean, kinda. Um, <laughs> but without Joan Cusack and Whoopi Goldberg, so it's worse. Mm. And so yeah, so I'm into it. And then. She's actually done a lot with them over the years, you know, including um, Muppets Tonight. She 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 did an episode of. Um, she's had the Muppets on various you know talk show appearances. She's done a lot of Sesame Street. She's just really legitimately a very good friend of the Muppets. She like you know, I believe that they hang out off camera. Like I buy it. <laughs> so I'm going Whoopi Goldberg. So I think I'm supposed to tell you my favorite Sesame Street me- memory, but I have two of them. Really? Yeah. What's the, the first one? The first one was the very first time I walked onto a Sesame Street, Sesame Street. Yeah? Yeah. And I saw everybody and Big Bird was there uh-huh. and all these kids were there and I was too old to be a kid. You're but never I, too old to be a kid. Well, that's what I figured out. <laughs> I yeah, I, I kind of expected this episode would almost be a race to who could type Whoopi Goldberg first, because with just how much she loves to work with the Muppets and how much she's done it over so much time, uh, and, and even doing little odd things like uh, narrating the Being Elmo documentary, like she's just filled every little corner of the Muppet sphere that she can. And she's in the Sesame Street 50th anniversary special. Uh, uh, she, I think, seemingly has a crush on Pepe the King Prawn or something like that, if I remember that running gag correctly. So part of me wants to call the Muppet Fan Awards the Whoopies because it's just uh, she's been such a great friend to the Muppets. I think I, I'm just I'm I'm sorry. I am stuck on this take. This, this, it's a very Merry Muppet Christmas movie take. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm glad. I am very glad that the Muppet fan community has lots of different opinions. And <laughs> that is one of those opinions. That's one of the different ones. And I appreciate that. Humanity and fandom are a rich tapestry. But I did not know that in that rich tapestry, there was room for somebody being a fan of very Merry Muppet Christmas. Listen, it's no Kermit Swamp years, but... <laughs> <laughs> Scooter dancing in the cage. I mean, come on, come on. It's a good gag. I'm sorry. Sets my it's teeth funny. on edge. Also, it was very 2002. Was it hip in 2002 to talk about Kermit dying? I just yeah. You have a real problem with Muppets dying. I have a real problem with insinuating that Kermit is dying. Will have died. Was never born. Will freeze to death. But then he doesn't. Yeah, that they blow dry him, but not before that it can worry for two minutes that they're going to break him in half because he's frozen solid. Okay, Why do they do so, this to me? So, so do you worry when watching the 1979 Muppet movie about a, a killer who kills frogs? No, that clearly is going to turn out well. Okay. It's the Muppet But you're movie. genuinely worried for Kermit the Frog when you watch It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie. I watched this movie once when it came out, and here okay. we are 20 years later, and I'm still concerned. And don't even get her started on old Gonzo from Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I have a problem. Just the one. It's my biggest problem. Okay. So. David? Number 13! You know what? I'm going to stay uh, firmly in the Muppets Tonight era uh, because I-, I do love that Whoopi Goldberg episode. But my favorite episode of Muppets Tonight is the Tony Bennett episode. And I think Tony Bennett is a great, great friend 
to the Muppets. And not only because he was perhaps the best guest star of uh, a show that was the wrong thing at the wrong time, but he, he fit in so well because he was having this sort of late career resurgence at the same moment that the Muppets were trying to have a late career <laughs> resurgence. He had reinterpreted himself successfully for the MTV generation, the Muppets less so. Um, and so th- it felt like they, they had a lot in common that they could, could share with each other. Uh, but that's not his only crossover with the Muppets. So he had been on Sesame Street. In fact, his rendition of the song Little Things, which I think is one of Joe Raposo's best songs and yes. deserves a, a long life outside of the context of Sesame Street. I think it's just like a great cabaret song. Uh, it is His rendition is a classic. His, the, his is the version that got included on the Sesame Street box set. Uh, yeah. And he invited Kermit to do a duet on his album, The Playground, where they did a number that actually they had done together on Mob's Night. They did Cy Coleman's Firefly, which is a Tony Bennett classic that was just so perfect for Kermit to to join in that it, it seems so inevitable. It's amazing that it took them until uh, the 90s to do it and then do it twice. And on the Sesame Street side of things, Slimy to the Moon mm-hmm. is one of the, uh, I would say latter day, but at this point it's probably mid-career Sesame Street, <laughs> like greatest hit moments. Uh, and, you know, and there's more and there's other things. And also, uh, I in some ways, I feel like the Tony Bennett-Lady Gaga connection, which then, uh, you know, also Lady Gaga has been a friend, although I don't think a best friend of the Muppets in later years. I feel like like some way he's sort of the spiritual grandfather of that later connection. I, I just hmm. feel like just he he's someone who's been there for 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 decades now with the muppets i mean he was in uh muppets most wanted uh yeah he was he sang with miss piggy in the thanksgiving day parade in 2016 it's the longevity it's the doing stuff on both sides of the the sesame street muppet show line and it's just uh i think especially that sort of the way that kind of his whole deal fits so well because it's it's wholesome but it's not too wholesome yeah. you know it's like if frank sinatra is like a little too edgy for you there's tony bennett uh <laughs> and that that seems just like perfect for for the muppets so i think it's not just that that they perform well together but but that they vibe sorry i don't think you i think you mispronounced the name frank sinatra you want to take another crack at his full name so there is noted joe Raposo stand frank sinatra there we go Okay. Uh, but if he's too edgy for you, there's Tony Bennett. Now, uh, and, 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 and let oh. us not forget. Oh. Before Tony himself had ever appeared with the Muppets, the Muppets paid tribute to him in the Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, in the crucial scene where Gonzo water skis while Camilla and the chickens oh, yeah. perform the William Tell Overture in the style of Tony Bennett. Yes. No higher I, honor. Totally forgot about that. But you're exactly right. In hindsight, those chickens sounded exactly like Tony Bennett. <laughs> wow, that's a good pick. I believe in little things like you. Mr. Bennett. And me. Ah! And just how big little things can be. Thank you, Elmo. <laughs> oh, my. Beautiful.
Yes, Elmo, uh, Kermit and Elmo are both on the album. Uh, he sings Little Things with Elmo. Again, a second time that he's sung Little Things on the record. He also did Being Green with Kermit on that album. And oh, he yeah. also has another duet, which we'll talk about in a little while, with one of my other picks, who also did that same song with Elmo at a very important moment in our nation's history. But that's <laughs> foreshadowing. Okay. Wow. You know, I was I was saying before that I was really confident that the Muppet Fan Awards should be called the Whoopies, but maybe they should be called the... No, never mind. It's already taken. All right. They get sued for that one. <laughs> Number 12. Christy? Sure. Um, it's funny. Uh, I My runner-up uh, pick was actually noted daughter of noted Joe Raposo, Stan Frank Sinatra, Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> Um, but I didn't include her because her biggest Muppet contribution is a thing that most of us have never seen. Right. Which is devastating to me. Yeah. <laughs> Release the tapes! But I, I'm actually going to, uh, I think, go through my picks from most to least obvious. Hmm. Uh, when originally posed this question, my gut had one answer and one answer only, and that was uh, my president, as a member of ASCAP, uh, Paul Williams, and I just think in terms of both contributing as a fellow performer, but also as a, a writer who over multiple movies infused the Muppets with so much heart and so much soul. I mean, game over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just so to, to run through the credits, the, the Paul Williams Muppet yeah. credits, where to begin? I mean, he did the Muppet Show first, yes, I believe, and then was immediately tapped for Emma Dodder's Jug Band Christmas, and then shortly after that, uh, sorry, so is on screen on the Muppet Show as their guest star, then writes the songs for Emma Dodder's Jug Band Christmas, but is not in it. It would be wild if he was in it because those puppets are on a very different scale. <laughs> He absolutely should have cameoed. And then after Emma Dodder's Jug Band Christmas was the Muppet movie, he makes a cameo appearance in that, and he co-wrote all the songs for it. Rainbow Connection, I'm going to go back there someday, You Can Call Me Al. That's an inside joke just for Jared Fairclough. He'll appreciate that. My personal theme song. Yeah, well, it's it's also Jared Fairclough's, and Paul Williams apparently promised to sing You Can Call Me Al at Jared Fairclough's funeral, so we've got to make that happen soon. Come on, Jared. Anyhow, a lot of questions. after that uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, he writes all the songs for that, and then years later, didn't he didn't just write the songs for... The Muppets Christmas Letters to Santa, or A Muppets Christmas Letters to Santa. A Whatever. Muppets Christmas Letter to Santa. A Muppets Christmas. Very merry, <laughs> thoroughbred, hopping, jumping letters to Santa. <laughs> exactly. Someone update the Muppet Wiki right now. Uh, he was the one who pitched Letters to Santa. That's the thing that breaks my brain, is that I appreciate everything else about Paul Williams' history with and friendship with the Muppets. But I don't know why he gave us this. And he was he in just it, like, too. He was the chief elf. And he's in it. Yes. And he's very pleased about the whole thing. He's in love with that movie. And it's a terrible special. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he does love it so much, and he's so proud. But he's also been a, a friend to Muppet fans. He's been on 
multiple Tough Pigs podcasts, and he's always a great guest, and he, he loves to talk about Jim Henson and the Muppets. He's one of the great champions. Showtime! Showtime at the El Suizo! And now, filling in for the vacationing El Suizo dancing girls, the funny, furry, fabulous, fuzzy bear. Number 11. Oh, I, I was about to cue one of um, to cue one of you, but it's actually my pick. I'm going to do uh, this is almost cheating, but my first pick is Harry Belafonte, and that's an unusual one because he didn't have a lot of appearances with the Muppets. Like we we mostly know his episode of the Muppet Show. We all love his episode of the Muppet Show. It's one of the greats. It's it's the top. But the thing is, around the time of Jim Henson's passing. He was very active in paying tribute to Jim Henson and the Muppets. Part of that was at Jim Henson's memorial service. He performed Turn the World Around. And there's video of that, and it's great. And everyone should watch Jim Henson's memorial service and cry and cry and cry. He was also in the tribute TV special, The Muppets Celebrate Jim Henson. And then he appears in the PBS TV documentary, The World of Jim Henson, he contributed a corn pudding recipe for the Miss Piggy's cookbook in the kitchen with Miss Piggy. Uh, he also appeared in a CNN documentary, People Profiles Jim Henson, and most interestingly, wrote an introduction for the book Jim Henson the Works. Now, for many Muppet fans, that is like the definitive Muppet book, because before the Muppet Wiki, this coffee table book had all of the information you were going to get about all the things that Jim Henson did. Like, just every little thing that Jim Henson and the Muppets... I mean, not every little thing, but a lot. It became the watch list for so many fans in the 90s, and for myself. So, and then he also did stuff on Sesame Street. So it's... I don't know if I consider him the best friend to the Muppets, but I do consider him a really great friend to Jim Henson's legacy, and that's why I nominate Harry Belafonte. I, I feel we should note that Harry Belafonte is not only a best friend to the Muppets, he's uh, very close to Christie personally, we've decided, in our headcanon. Just okay. Christie has appropriated him as her boyfriend. That's fine. Oh, okay. I have, I have. We're in love. He just doesn't know yet. I'm very happy for you. That's I'm so happy for you. Lovely. <laughs> Didn't that recently turn into a thruple? Oh, right, right. R- R- Roger Miller. But Roger Miller's dead, so oh, yeah, it, no, okay. it complicates things a little bit. Yeah. Only yeah, a little. Not that much, yeah. But will there be a zombie jamboree wedding, or...? Let's go with yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> like no the not counting now. Ah, let's hear it count. Yes. Oh, yes. 24, 25, ah. 26, 27, 28, 29, 30 ah. coconuts. Oh, that's ah, a lot ah, of ah. coconuts. Yes. Yes, sir. I think the island's sinking. Ah, we need to find a bigger island anyway. Yes. But I got you, so what else matters? Ah, ah, ah. Let's eat. All right. Who's next? Uh, apparently it's me. And I'm going to lean further into this ridiculous tack because nobody seems to be stopping me. Okay. Number 10. Knowing that uh, nobody could be a better friend to Piggy than Joan Rivers, I'd like to talk about somebody uh, who's the best possible imaginable friend to Kermit. So a friend, a true friend, will lend you her professional artistic skills if she believes in your project, or even if she doesn't, even if she's convinced that you'll never sell your show and she'll never see a bloody cent. But only a real ride-or-die friend. Everybody else, please charge what you're worth. <laughs> even to friends. You can give them a friend's discount, but charge them. 
yes, uh, a true friend. Richard Michael Gomez, charge your friends. He's oh my listening. Gosh. Please. They want to give you money. It's true. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful artwork. I've bought some. Uh, a true friend will help you with every harebrained scheme. She'll help you con your way into a job, even if you're no good at it. And then she'll help all your weirdo friends also con their way into a job. <laughs> even though I'm not sure how her dad can afford it. She'll give you the huggies when you need the huggies, because that is what friends do. Friends, I might add, do not spy. Who could be a better friend to Kermit than Jenny in the Muppets Take Manhattan? Nobody. QED. Oh, wow, this is cheating. All right, sure. <laughs> Fine. Fine. You know what? <laughs> Fine. Who am I to argue? Okay. You can't. You got it's a rock so, solid argument. So to be clear, we're not making the case that uh, Juliana, Juliana, Juliana Donald, that Juliana Donald <laughs> is a great friend to the Muppets. Specifically, you ask for friends to the Muppets. This is my response. Okay. Uh, are there any objections? No. Okay. I, I just want to know what she's done for them in the last 30 years. Ooh. I don't know. She's disappeared from the public eye, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> she had a couple of credits after the Muppets Take Manhattan, but not, I mean, the actress. Seems like a fair-weather friend to me. She helps them, uh, not even helps them, she uses them to get her first Broadway credit, and then mm -hmm. she splits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tough business, David. It's, yeah, you know better than anybody. Okay. My name's Jenny. Number nine. Adam, who's your next pick? All right, I'll keep this short and sweet. The late, great Madeline Kahn. Not a ton of appearances, but she was on several Sesame Street uh, episodes, apparently all filmed on the same day. I do recommend looking at the Muppet Wiki just to see the amazing 1978 uh, shirt that she is wearing, blouse. It is astonishing, and I love it. But this is not a fashion podcast. Um, she had a, a one of the best episodes of season one, Muppet Show, which is not the highest of bars, but it's pretty good. And one of my favorite cameos in the Muppet movie. It is the reason that I confused Madeline Kahn and Carol Kane for about 40 years. Yep. Um, Carol Kane has the better joke. She is the myth, myth recurring gag. Mm -hmm. um, but Madeline Kahn appears in El Slezo Cafe and says, buy a lady a drink. And because she also appeared on the Muppet Show, which Carol Kane did not, advantage goes to Madeline Kahn. She's also one of the greats, and uh, I just love that scene. I love her in the Muppet movie. I love her episode of the show, and I think she's great. Yeah, if I were to have a zombie jamboree wedding with any celebrity, I, I feel like I'm leaning towards Madeline Kahn. Yeah, not if I get there first. This picture mm. of her on the wiki with Grover is like truly one of the cutest things I've ever seen, and I might have to go track down this episode. <laughs> okay, so, oh, all right, then this is this is actually a question. Adam, have you seen Madeline Kahn singing Sing After Me with Grover? I mean, have I in my life? So uh, I was three in 1978, so have I seen it? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Do I recall it? No. Okay, so you should seek that out. If I you will. find that video online, I believe as it fades in, you hear, I don't know if it's been edited out at some point by Sesame Workshop in, in its current form on YouTube, but originally you do hear Grover saying to Madeline Kahn, so uh, you, you, are looking, you are looking highly attractive today. Do thank you. <laughs> Amazing. I still don't totally know what to make of it, but yeah, she, she has this trifecta of being on The Muppet Show, being in The Muppet Movie, and being on Sesame Street 
and in all three of those categories, she's great. You know, I, I just really don't think it would work out if we got married. Yeah, I suppose I am kind of short for you. No! No, it's... Well, anyway, hey, I hope we can be the very best of friends. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and if there's anything I can ever do for you... There is one thing. What? Let me finish my song. Oh, Number eight. David, who do you have next for us? You know, it's just funny. I was thinking about this during your introduction, how you uh, expected us to bring folks from the first three seasons of The Muppet Show. And I'm not doing that. But I do have someone from season four of The Muppet Show. And that is John Denver. John Denver, I would say, in the 70s and early 80s, was about as identified with The Muppets as any non-Muppet performer possibly could be. Besides being on a, a truly great episode of The Muppet Show, which we haven't done yet for the podcast, but it's next for us because it's the first one in season four. Uh, he did two different specials with The Muppets and also two albums that were related to those specials, A Christmas Together and then John Denver and The Muppets' Rocky Mountain Holiday. And what's interesting about these specials, in particular Rocky Mountain Holiday, is unlike, say, Julie Andrews, who did a ton of specials that had Muppets in them, these are truly... The Muppets and John Denver present, not John Denver does a special and the Muppets are there. Yeah. Especially, especially from Rocky Mountain Holiday, which is almost the Muppets do a special and John Denver is there. But it, but it mm. really is. It does feel like an equal collaboration, especially because they're on his home turf there. And they're just, listen, Christmas Together, not really my jam. Like, not my holiday. And, and it's like weirdly religious for a Muppet. Uh, special, especially compared to the the later Christmas specials. Yeah. Um, but you know, much like how I think Tony Bennett had the right vibe for the Muppets of the '90s, I think John Denver had exactly the right vibe for the Muppets of the '70s and '80s, where he was popular, uh, he was beloved, he was non-threatening. <laughs> um, but he also he did have a little edge to him. You know, he did he did movies like Oh God, uh, that that were not uncontroversial, right? Um, uh, it's just like, what's not to love about John Denver? They had a notion that Jim's characters could use their unusual combination of sincerity and humorous irreverence to convey real information. Say, the show did you know that John Denver's real name is for... Henry John Deutschendorf Jr.? What are you doing? Oh, well, I'm just using my sincerity and humorous irreverence to convey real information. <laughs> right. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. Also, I think he might be the only person we mentioned today who has a crossover with the Muppet comic strip. Oh? Explain. In one of the strips, there is uh, Kermit and Robin are, are mountain climbing, and uh, Robin makes a crack about not wanting to hear Kermit start singing Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> hmm. And if you'd like to learn more about the Muppet Show comic strip, uh, you should listen to the episode of Kermitment, where they discuss it with a very special guest star, me. <laughs> Oh, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Uh, Christy, who do you have next? So my next pick is the person that I think in the current culture in uh, the year 2023 is making the biggest play for best human friend of the Muppets. And that's actor, writer, comedian, star of Ted Lasso, extremely handsome man, Brett Goldstein. He is all those things, especially extremely handsome. He, he loves the Muppets 
in a deep and pure and, and true way and expresses it at every possible opportunity. I watched a video that was posted by British GQ last week in which they asked him to bring his 10 essential items in his life. And one of them was a water bottle that he got uh, visiting the Muppet Studios. Huh. <laughs> well, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. He And he said something along the lines of, you know, pe- people say don't meet your heroes, but uh, everyone's heroes should be the Muppets because <laughs> no notes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, he made a very charming appearance on Sesame Street. Uh, he early in his career apparently did a, a one man abridged version of uh, Muppet Christmas Carol on stage. <laughs> he did. It's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he is a, a very late addition to this pantheon, but I, I think he will continue to be a worthy contributor to it. Right. Now, our teams for soccer. Oh, I think it would be fair. If me we... the captain. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, me like that. You know, me the best player after all. Oh, really? Oh. Ha <laughs> um, ha. Well, let's see your footwork. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, wow. Ha, yeah, yeah. Here, watch this. Pretty good. Thank you. All right, fair enough. You're the captain. Okay, good. Number six. My second pick, since we're on the, the newer people, is Danny Trejo. And not that Danny Trejo is by any means new to the movies at this point, but... He's in a lot of the modern stuff that the Muppets do. And I guess I guess I'm using modern loosely. He's in the trailer for the 2011 Muppet movie. But he didn't actually make it into the final cut, which is maybe kind of unfortunate. And very often when that happens, when someone gets cut out of a movie, they feel somewhat burned by the people who cut them out. And so you'd think that after that, maybe he would not work with the Muppets again. But he comes back for Muppets Most Wanted. And then he just keeps coming back. He was in uh, the show Muppets Now on Disney+. Plus. Wait, we're calling that a positive? Well, if he was I good think... on it, then that's a, real, that's a real skill that he has. That's a I tribute mean, to him. I'm not going to say that he was particularly good or bad on it, but in terms of one's dedication to the Muppets, in terms of being a great friend, to stick with them even through that... And to be willing to work with them again after Muppets Now, that's fair, really something. Fair. And he did. He's uh, back in Muppets Haunted Mansion. So they can always count on Danny Trejo. He he showed up uh, as a guest on the Beretta Brothers. He's he's such a good pal to the Muppets and always fun to see. Seems like a neat guy. That's my pick. Call on a specialist. A heart doctor? No, a script doctor. These jokes keep dying. And so do I. <laughs> I also like how how we're acting as if like Kermit personally cut him out of the 2011 movie. Are you saying he didn't? You don't think Kermit had final cut? Walter. Walter did it. That makes more sense. Okay, that's a better explanation. It's in the fine print of the standard rich and famous contract. Number five. I'm looking at the Google Doc right now, and I'm already kind of sighing a little bit about what comes next but you know what go ahead go ahead great. <laughs> you haven't cut me off so i'm just gonna keep doing into it. this keep doing mm-hmm. what you're doing great all right so let's say we take a little bit of a left turn here <laughs> have you ever gone from enemies with someone 
to best friends with them in a span of 46 minutes. Have you? From a cantankerous old misanthrope to, perchance, Santa Claus? Not my holiday, but we're still talking about my favorite production in the universe. Okay, think about it. You a very merry up at Christmas? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. You show up at a country farmhouse, you're hoping for a nice, quiet holiday with your dog, and half an hour later, you're digging around in the snow for a pig you've never met when it's cold enough out there to freeze your Winnebago. Up until a short while ago, you might have found that strange. I would say forming that kind of bond with a group of people that quickly and that intensely really only happens once in a lifetime when you're a true friend with an enormous heart and you have met some extremely nice weirdos. There is no better friend to the Muppets than Doc from Fraggle Rock. Okay. I'm out. Well, all right. You're... Listen, I think it's good that there's been at least some acknowledgement of the Fraggles today. Yes. And, you know, I will I, I will come to McCall's rescue and name drop at the same time. Please. Because we now live in a world with two docs, and I am friends in real life with Lily Cooper, who is a truly delightful human being and a wonderful, you know, doc doc too. So so we can we can like bring that around to um to true talent and and true lovely people in in the real world. I you know, I don't know how good a friend she is to the Muppets. There's only been one season of that new show, but uh hey, she's great. So and she's real. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> and you know, there's time. There's still time for more seasons of Back to the Rock and and for her to do things with the uh, the Disney Muppets yeah. or Sesame Street. There's it's so been, much it's time. It's been renewed, right? There's, yeah. 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 Yeah, so Doc from Fraggle Rock in all possible iterations and regenerations, uh-huh. uh, and the associated humans. Okay. I. That's not. <laughs> that's not what this was for. Here's the thing: but if Doc just, was just such a, if Doc was such a good friend, then why did every international version of Fraggle Rock replace him? <clears throat> now. Hold, hold on. Every now. possible this is, iteration and regeneration of Doc. We've been that's over the this. thing is that technically, <laughs> all of those different Docs are are Doc now. They're all the collectively together. Multiverse, dude. The mm-hmm. best. Fr- well, I guess that is the thing is that this is the yeah. only person who's definitely been a good friend to Muppets in several different Muppet universes, uh, all across the multiverse. So. And in multiple countries and languages. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Okay. Um. Okay. Terrible news, bro. This is Richard Smith is a stricken kidney pie. She's bringing it over herself. On the mail I know what that means. She is going to propose to me. Number four. Let's anyway. move on. Adam? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Thank you. Thank you for your three very interesting, thoughtful, very real, well-written responses <laughs> very to the Very non-fictional answers. I'm, I mean, I'm pleased. I've been smiling this whole time. I'm having a good time. So great. Thank you. I'm having a great time. Thank you thank for inviting us. Thank you for us. that. If just okay. one person believes in you, like Michal <laughs> believes in her choices. Okay. So, uh... Speaking of, uh, David already mentioned my choice. It's real obvious. Julie Andrews. Uh, yeah, David already dissed your choice for some reason, which I don't understand. I'm just, I'm just, what did Listen, I say about moving past it? What did I'm I not say here about to moving make friends. It? I'm here to win. You're here to nominate friends, not make them. Yes. 
Look, I have had a busy week. I did not do a ton of research. I went obvious. It's okay. Julie Andrews, she's great. She's fucking Julie Andrews. Um, no, Blake Edwards is fucking Julie Andrews. I was hoping you would clarify. <laughs> no. No. I mean, not anymore. He's dead. But you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Historically. <laughs> Did you just spit take, Christine? Anyway, uh, surprised to discover that she never did any Sesame Street appearances, but her Muppet Show episode is one of the all-time best, indisputably. I mean, come on, Lonely Goat Herd with actual yeah. Muppet goats. Perfect. Actual Muppet goats. Those were real Muppet goats. Real live Muppet goats. Come on. Yeah, they're a real puppet. And many, many, many variety show special appearances with the Muppets. She was still not technically Muppeting, but Jim Henson Company puppeting as recently as 2017 on the Netflix show Julie's Green Room. She obviously has a great affection for working with puppets and with um, the Henson Company, and she's Julie Andrews. She's She's also the voice of a Henson puppet in the stage version of Dr. Doolittle in the West End. Well, uh, great. That's right. Great. That's Good. right. Uh, there was, but uh, Michal has pointed out to me uh, via text that there there was a a special Julie on Sesame Street uh, that was one of her many TV specials. That is true, uh, but she never appeared on Sesame Street proper. In in fact, she never even appeared on the proper Sesame Street set because for Julie on Sesame Street, instead of going to Sesame Street, she brought Sesame Street to her. Wow. She had them rebuild the Sesame Street set in England. I well, love that. She's Julie Andrews. She does what she wants. Everybody should see Julie on Sesame Street at some point before they die, preferably when they're on drugs. <laughs> She's a very good friend to some of the Sesame Street Muppets in that special. A- Indeed. Well, she's she's a very good friend to uh, Kermit on The Muppet Show when they sing um, uh, When You Were a Tadpole and I Was a Fish, which they had done together on one of their many other things. There's the one-to-one special, One Step into Spring, My Favorite Things, a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And we've we've talked about Julie on Sesame Street on Muppeturgy before, and I've, I've watched pieces of it, and it is real weird. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yep. And I, I actually do like that uh, the Jim Henson Company series, Julie's Green Room. I thought they did a pretty good job with that show. Not Again, not technically Muppets, but close enough. Like, yeah, it's it nice is, that it is she... very much for very small children, and I, I couldn't really stomach a lot of it but it's it's yep. it is for you know it is for budding theater nerds mm-hmm. uh or you know if you want to mold your small child into a a theater nerd <laughs> more power to you there is um a muppet character played or a puppet character played by stephanie DeBruso, who is so clearly modeled on leah michelle uh <laughs> like as rachel berry in glee but but like really let's be honest it's just leah michelle and it just filled me with such joy she's awful it's great um so it, it's worth a look even if even if you're like i i can't do this as a childless adult but it's worth like five minutes of your time to to just check out i'll also add she was almost apparently on another podcast in this tough pigs podcast feed uh to introduce our guest star very nearly she was actually interested it came close so i i think that she has a genuine love and respect for these characters and has for a long time and for the craft of puppetry nothing but respect for julie andrews yeah i mean i've i've never met her but i know people who have worked with her and and have not a single bad word to say about her she really does seem like like a true delight on every level I'll have a bad word to say about her. Okay. Uh, she has written two full-length 
book-length memoirs, and despite having worked with the Muppets a gazillion times, she devotes not one word to the Muppets or Jim Henson or any of that experience. Hmm. Huh. So how important were they to her, really? Oh, once again, David is attacking Adam's choice hard. <laughs> I'm not I, sure why. Here's the beauty of this. I'm having a wonderful time, but I don't care. So Okay, great. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Knock it off up there. I'm trying to get some sleep. I'm sorry. How can you sleep? The show is just getting started. Well, the same way I sleep through all your shows. Oh, really? Yeah. And don't tell me you're going to do it one more time. Well, I wasn't going to, but now that you mention it... <laughs> one more time! Number 87, I mean number three! Uh, David, how are you going to top Julie Andrews, since you're so confident? Once well, again, Blake Edwards. Julie Andrews isn't the only person who brought Sesame Street to her, because in 1998, Rosie O'Donnell both brought her show to Sesame Street, but then also brought Sesame Street to her audience, uh, to her studio, so that she could have a studio audience for her show on Sesame Street. Rosie O'Donnell, uh, I, I think that if there is, if there's truly a best friend to the Muppets in the 90s, it is Rosie O'Donnell. Like, we we talk about her a lot about, uh, in the context of someone who really made sure that Broadway was in the national conversation in the 90s, but she was just as much doing this for the Muppets at the same time. Uh, we forget this now, but the whole Tickle Me Elmo craze was really fueled by Rosie O'Donnell hmm. promoting Tickle Me Elmo on her show. Uh, she she had Elmo on her show so many times, so many times, but not just Elmo. She had Miss Piggy on her show. She had Oscar on her show. Uh, in fact, one, one of the many times that she had Piggy on, uh, she had Miss Piggy and the Captain and Tennille and Katie Couric all on the show together, and they all perform Muskrat Love, and when I tell you that is so deeply imprinted on me, uh, and it's not available on YouTube, and that kills me. Um, oh, what? But, you know, in the in the post-Jim Henson era, they weren't doing the same kind of talk show appearances that they did when Jim was alive. Like, they wouldn't have the puppeteers on the couch with the puppets. Uh, but they were doing talk show appearances, and mostly with Rosie, and they were so important at keeping the Muppets, I think, in the public eye and then in in sort of a positive way when Muppets Tonight was sort of flailing about, when Sesame Street was struggling with the whole, like, around-the-corner nonsense. There was Rosie to say, like, Elmo is a superstar and we should treat him accordingly. Miss Piggy is a superstar and she deserves her flowers. She also appeared, you know, besides her, her own show, uh, she appeared on a, a number of different Muppet project. She was supposed to be on Muppets tonight, but it got canceled before her episode was uh, was taped. Uh, but she was in Elmo Palooza, and she was on Sesame Street, and a bunch of other specials. And uh, Elmo was on her Christmas album. Uh, oh, and that reminds me when I talked about Tony Bennett. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell and Tony Bennett did a duet of the song "Put on a Happy Face" on that album, The Playground, which is one that Kermit and Elmo were on. Yes. In the week after 9/11, Elmo and Rosie O'Donnell performed put on a happy face on national television to help heal our nation in that moment. And really, uh, what else can you ask for a best friend of the Muppets? I could not find a video clip of that. I'm dying to see it. I cannot imagine how, what that felt like or how that came across. I can't imagine how that was a good idea. But right? I... Uh, wow. 
okay, I was not ready for this pitch to be this strong. I don't, I, I guess I just kind of forgot about how important she was to the Muppets at that time, but my gosh, you make a good case. And, and the episode where she brought her show to Sesame Street is on YouTube in its entirety. Uh, it's a delight. I highly recommend it. Whoopi Goldberg is one of the guests, uh, as is Julia Roberts, of all people. Um, and it's just, it, like they do original music numbers. They have like the whole human cast and the whole Muppet cast. Like it's a whole thing. Uh, she gets Snuffleupagus and Alice into her studio to interact with the audience. Like it's, Whoa. it's incredible. Yeah, Elmo, you know, I just wanted to tell everybody about Elmo Palooza. And there's all these great people in it. Did I judge Stewart and David Alegria and Tara Banks? Oh! <laughs> and Cindy Crawford! Cindy Crawford! Uh, be still Elmo's heart! And, and who else? And, 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 and the Fugees? And, 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 and then, and then there's a, uh, there's a, uh, uh, in Vogue, and, 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 uh, <laughs> oh, Number two. We're down to, uh, Christy, your last submission for our Friend of the Muppets nominations. And, and I have to follow, you know, bringing the country together after national tragedy <laughs> with my wackiest choice, who I would argue is maybe not... A, a best friend of the Muppets, so much as maybe a best lover of the Muppets, uh, who is Charles Grodin. Now, I picked Charles Grodin because as a kid, I had the first three Muppet movies on a long play VHS tape that my uncle had taped for me off of cable. And they were taped in the following order. Muppet Steak Manhattan, The Muppet Movie, and Great Muppet Caper. So conse- consequentially, I... Yeah, well, very chaotic, yes. But as a consequence, that's also the order that those movies are ranked in my head. I think if if for some reason the order had been swapped, the entire trajectory of my life would have been changed and I would not be (laughs) a a musical theater writer, you know, banging on doors and, you know, not taking no for an answer. I'd be a jewel thief. But because of that, I went a very long time without having seen Great Muppet Caper. And I went about six or seven years ago to see a screening of it at the Metrograph in New York City. And I was struck by the level of commitment in Charles Grodin's performance. Mm-hmm. That man is in love with Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. And it it is not a bit. It is not a game. He is in love with Miss Piggy. And it extends beyond the fictional because in every interview subsequent to the movie when asked about his experience with the muppets charles groden talked about miss piggy like a real human co-star i didn't know that these interviews existed oh they do and they're wonderful oh he he talks about how they had a torrid affair and (laughs) uh it's it's incredible and so my argument is that in committing to the idea that the Muppets are real in the world, Charles Grodin is, in essence, the best human friend to the Muppets. Have dinner with me tonight. <laughs> Mr. Holiday, you've been very busy. Oh, can we meet just just for a moment? Just, underwear, just, underwear, just one underwear. brief moment, Miss Piggy. Miss... Hmm? Miss Piggy. You're a very different-looking woman. 
I'm so tired of the same type, those tall, thin creatures with the long legs, the, the aquiline noses, the teeth like pearls, soft skin. Yeah, well, I can see where that might make you sick to your stomach. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know, I don't know how to justify the much thinner, cornier performance the much less committed performance in the Muppets at Walt Disney World, but that performance in the Great Muppet Caper is—it's pretty astonishing. It, it's so believable, uh, and he makes the Muppets more believable through it. Yeah, that just leaves one last nomination for me. Number one, and I am going to again stick with the pretty obvious here and go with uh, someone else who's newer. It may be a little bit redundant for me to bring him up now in this Tough Pigs podcast feed, since just a few episodes ago, uh, you heard him talking with Joe and Jared, but I got to go with Bobby Moynihan. He loves the Muppets so, so freaking much. The Muppet Show at the Hollywood Bowl. It was quite possibly one of the best experiences of my entire life. I can't begin to explain. If you ever get a chance to host the Muppet Show, do it. It's really fun. <laughs> he just, he clearly adores these guys, and by now, he's been on Sesame Street, has apparently appeared on the revival of The Electric Company. I'm not sure that that counts for too much here, but it counts for enough. The Muppet Wiki is filled with pictures of him with Muppets, and most of that's because of what he did with the Muppets for The Muppets Take the Bowl, their, their live show at the Hollywood Bowl, and then again... Uh, doing a live show with them in London, where even though nobody knew who he was there, he still happily performed with the Muppets, did a bunch of great bits with them. He just, he completely believes in the characters. He makes everyone else believe in the characters. He's a really good friend to them, a really good supporter to them in these modern times when the Muppets desperately need more celebrities to appreciate just how great the Muppets are and just how much every celebrity should want to work with the Muppets so that they get involved in these package deals with lots of famous people and lots of talents so that they can get things made so that we can consume more fun Muppet things. I think I'm going to end my rant right there because Adam, <laughs> you look like you're falling asleep. I feel so bad for keeping you up this late. I want to start. Well, it's also because I, connection keeps freezing apparently so uh, okay. uh, you're getting some weird frozen views of me i'm fine okay it, does bobby also, Moynihan count as a celebrity in 2023 <laughs> that's a great question i have no idea like i mean listen this is not not a knock on him at all but like what has he done since saturday night live well he was in the muppets take the bowl the muppets but take the o2 <laughs> <laughs> And like, what is he done? The civilians? Oh, he was the voice of Louis on the DuckTales revival. But again, like that, I don't think that makes you famous. I just think that makes you beloved. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'd like to hear who are the runners up? Who almost was included in this briefly, as quickly as we can? Who almost was included in our lists? Because I've got a bunch of names that I nearly included that it was it was tough. It was tough not to pick them. What uh, what have you got? I don't I don't have an order for who's going to go first. So well, Michal has her on, open on the screen. So why don't you go first while the rest of us are like pulling for yeah. those notes? I just kept all of mine in the outline to keep you on your to toes. So you us, wouldn't yeah. know which ones I had picked. It was <laughs> I, very confusing. Yes, I was really excited to potentially um, look more into the life of Gates McFadden because she. Mm -hmm is a fascinating character who has had a really unique career and a really unique career with the Muppets. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. It's I mean, it's 
Well, sorry, go on. No, I was... What in the world is this? Sorry, got distracted by, I think, a bug. I have no idea what it is. I apologize. Okay. Kill it, squash it. Oh, it's Bobby Moynihan. So <laughs> it's, it's wild that after all of our sort of back and forth about this, that none of us talked about Jason Siegel, who I think is mm-hmm. maybe the most obvious yeah. contemporary yeah. choice. We, we talked about him early on in our Slack conversation about this. Um, I'm going to, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I'm going to, because I've scrolled up through our Slack and I found mm-hmm. maybe the best thing Michal has ever said. Um, and then you can okay. tell us if, if you want, if you want this cut, Michal. Um, I also thought of only doing people, the Muppets have probably f- like Phyllis Diller, Raquel Welch and Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> to which Christy replied, I mean, that's not, not part of my Charles Grodin logic. So I, I can't top that. <laughs> But Rosie O'Donnell could. Hey. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, if I was going to troll you with any misunderstanding of the question, it's a good thing that I trolled you with the one that I ended up with. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> didn't e- go down the Philistine route. Been, I, I, there is, if, if you want to, you all are welcome to come back again for the, uh, in, instead of the Muppet Friends Awards, the Muppet Friends with Benefits Awards. I That's... mean, that would be easier for <laughs> us, frankly. You listen to the podcast. <laughs> Um, I I wanted to stay Muppet Show Muppet uh, adjacent, but mm-hmm. I did consider Lin Manuel Miranda because of all of his Sesame Street work, and right. just that Lamb Manuel Miranda puppet is just so cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the fact that he wrote music for Sesame Street too, like so, and a really interesting contender here. Uh, as far as Gates McFadden, I do want to circle back and remind everybody her Muppet arc is she's in the Muppets Take Manhattan. She does choreography for Labyrinth. I'm just, I'm just, I'm literally just scrolling up through our Slack when we started talking about doing this uh, with you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Linda Cardellini was on our list, even though we did give you a hard mm-hmm. time about, about Muppets Now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a high point, uh, one of few. I was ready to make the case for Herb Alpert, uh, oh. who is key to the development of Miss Piggy and the development of the of the studio. Yeah, he's got such an. I have an older suggestion. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I have an older suggestion than anyone that we've thrown out so far who I think should at least get an honorable mention, uh, which is Jimmy Dean. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's who arguably without his friendship with Ralph, we wouldn't have all the rest of it. It's true. Very Similarly, true. Willard Scott, uh, good friend to the Salmon Friends Muppets and key to them ever making it out of Washington. Yeah. Um, Cher was on our list. Yeah. Rita Moreno was on our list. Alan Arkin, yep. Mandy Patinkin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, these are interesting. Uh, I was thinking about Tina Fey, whose Muppet fan obsession was all over 30 Rock and all the stuff that she's done. And then, of course, Sesame Street and Muppets Most Wanted. Ruth Buzzy came to mind for me because of how she just kind of became part of the cast of Sesame Street for a while in the 90s. She, she was in one of the worst episodes of The Muppet Show, That's and then the she problem. ruined Sesame Street. This is, See, this is the thing, is that, like, I want to give her credit for doing Muppet Show and Sesame Street, and she is talented, but what she brought to Sesame Street was the Around to Corner, I mean, it's not her fault, but the Around, to cor- the, around the Corner era, and what she brought to The Muppet Show was the Ruth Buzzy episode of The Muppet Show. Yeah. So, hmm i don't i don't know what to do so this is someone who absolutely does not qualify by the rules that you established but i would be remiss if i didn't at least name danny horn as someone who has probably done more than anyone else currently alive 
to keep the Muppets yeah. uh, legacy alive and, and relevant. And also to like genuinely assist the people who are making the Muppets now have a link to the people who made the Muppets then. That's yeah, true. not just a link, but I'm I'm sure that Muppet writers use the Muppet Wiki every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Without Danny's work, there might not be contemporary writing for Muppets, or it wouldn't be as strong, or it wouldn't be as well researched. This is very true. Yeah, not not quite allowed on a technicality, but if we bend the rules, then yeah, Danny Horn, kind of my dad, Danny Horn. <laughs> now that I'm a member of Tough Pigs, uh, I've got. Lady Gaga on my list as a possibility who came up earlier because I mean it's it's tricky because again she clearly loves the Muppets she's done lots of interesting things with them I'm just still upset boy is that special unwatchable right I'm upset about the unwatchable special I don't know um Brooke Shields kept coming back to do stuff with the Muppets including the Muppet Show Live she was this doesn't count for anything but she was in attendance at the Carnegie Hall show with the Muppets I mentioned before. Like, some of us fans saw her, like, running out of the back of Carnegie Hall, trying not to be noticed after seeing that show and seemingly visiting some of the people who put it on. Um, Tom Bergeron is a guy the Muppets like to call a lot for a lot of things, who's pretty good with them. Uh, Josh Groban keeps popping up in Muppet stuff. Oh, we had his... uh, He was on our list. Yeah, we thought about that, too. I mean, Groban makes sense. He's good. I, I enjoy Groban as an actor, more than I do as a musician. For whatever reason, I just... He has such a funny energy. Judy Collins is on my list because she was on Sesame Street a ton. She did... I mean, like, only in the 70s. But nevertheless, lots of Sesame Street appearances. And she did send in the clowns on The Muppet Show. So Sure did. Uh, and then Dave Grohl, I think, is the only one, apart from Doc, Dave Grohl is the only one here who has the Fraggle connection now, as well as the Disney Muppet connections. Bob Hope I, it was in consideration, since he does the Muppet show. And then they do all of his the specials. The Muppet movie, right, they do his stuff, and he's in that Miss Piggy's Hollywood thing for the Jim Henson Hour, which is a not where I'm expecting to see Bob Hope appear, the Jim Henson Hour of all places. And then, of course, Yvette Nicole Brown, who hasn't done a lot with the Muppets yet, but is certainly hoping to in the future, and is such a big fan of theirs. So, there are a lot of people who love the Muppets, and have worked with them a whole bunch, and I'm so glad. Okay, it's already gotten late, but I do want to figure out, if we had to pick one out of all the people who've been named... Who's the best friend of the Muppets? Like, I want to be able to give this... I want to be able to post this certificate online, this fancy-schmancy award that does that isn't real and doesn't matter for best friend of the Muppets to some star, to some celebrity who's worked with them a lot. The case for Tony Bennett was so strong, and that was not at all who I was thinking of before this. That's funny, because I think of the three that I brought, he is the, the least uh, con- in contention. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's Paul Williams. Yeah, okay. All right, Christy's raising her hands for Paul Williams. It's, I, it's hard to argue with Paul Williams. It is. It's tough. I almost thought, do we need a separate category of best celebrity Muppet contributor for Paul Williams just because he's in such a unique role that's different from everybody else? I guess, right, here's the thing with Paul Williams is that if you took the songwriting out of the equation, mm-hmm. which is impossible to do with him, but if you did, right. then it, he he's not on the same level. Mm-hmm. 
Right. But he... also, if you if you deduct points for the bad songs, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where do, where does he live? Well, but then he Christy continues made a really to be. Strong case for Charles Grodin. It's true. Paul Paul Williams continues to be a champion for the Muppets. It's true. That's true. Past, present, and future. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So why don't we just call it and say Paul Williams is the best friend of the Muppets. Uh, we'll insert a, a little sound effect here for Paul Williams, the best friend of the Muppets. Ta-da. There, there was a sound effect there. That was fun. Oh. Thank Instant you. applause. Okay. <laughs> Great. What a nifty device. Much appreciated. I rely on it a lot. Uh, we might need that again later in the show. And then, is it worth trying to narrow down the list that we already have to a few who get the certificates or just the the bunch that have been, that were already nominated on the list that we presented? Is that going to be the group who gets? The I think that Friends the people the who are alive and have a social media presence should get a certificate. There you go. Yeah. Yes. They, they are the runners up. And I think if you have other questions that you want to ask, we should address those. All right. We're going to say that's done. And I'm going to get to finally move on to asking more questions about Muppeturgy. Do any of you have a different impression of The Muppet Show or its characters now than you did before you started doing this project? Yeah. Did, were you yeah. all, did you all know that you were going to be big fans of Droop going into this? Did you know you were going to be the Droop Troop? Didn't know who Droop was. I, I didn't yeah, know never, we were no. going... <laughs> I didn't know we were going to be the Droop Troop, but he was the the one thing that I remembered fondly about the Valentine's episode. <laughs> so... I, I was looking forward to, and I don't even know that I remembered which character it was who was just so self-pitying and delightfully morose. Um, but I was looking forward to revisiting him. It's been a joy to discover how Droop has sort of persisted throughout the years. Like, not only did I not remember him, but like, if you had told me that Droop was also in all these other things, I would have been like, what? Who? What? So that's it's been like our own little Weird Swallow game. Yeah, I mean, it's it, my memory is so weird, and I've talked about this on the podcast. Like, I I had seen the Valentine special before, but really, it fell out of my head immediately, um, which is weird because you'd think, but I mean, Droop, George and his mop, those little guys popping out of the piano, like those are all things that are very much like my thing, like the the Mia Farrow of it all, whatever. I don't care, but like you'd think I would have remembered some of that, and I just didn't. Um, I was recently, um, spoiler for several episodes from now of Muppeturgy, um, the Liza Minnelli Copacabana is like one of my favorite things mm -hmm. in the world. Um, I have watched that clip on YouTube many, many times. The rest of the episode, whatever. Droop's in that. Never noticed before. Even I've watched it since we started the podcast and not noticed that Droop was in it. And I watched it just recently because it popped up on my Twitter feed. And I was like, oh, my God, Droop's in this. I had no idea. So, like, he just keeps <laughs> popping up places that you don't expect him to be there, so. Which is funny, because one of the most memorable lines that Mia Farrow has in that special is, Oh, Droop, you're here, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, he's just in the, he's just an extra, right? He's just in the club. He hasn't, he's not featured in any way, but he's there. He's there, too. I wonder if you're going to get some flack for that whatever, dismissing the rest of the Liza Minnelli no, no, episode. No, it's a, it's a we'll, great episode. I just mean, like, in terms of, I did in, terms raise of my an memory, in terms of my memory of it, like, I've watched that one scene mm -hmm. many, many, many times, and the rest of it, less. so I, I, I'm pretty confident I'm going to love the whole thing um, when we get to it. I just have not seen the rest of it in a really long time. Sure, sure. You know, to answer your question about having a different impression of the show being over halfway through it at this point, 
because of where I fall on the age spectrum, I was born after the initial run of The Muppet Show. And so a lot of my exposure to Muppet Show content was through, and, and this comes up on the podcast a lot, the various VHS compilations, uh, which weren't necessarily faithful to the episodes in their original format. And one of the joys of the show is I've been doing a lot of research on mid-century variety shows for a writing project of mine. And so I've been watching The Carol Burnett Show and I've been watching Laugh-In and Sonny and Cher. And uh, The Muppet Show stands on its own as a brilliant variety show. Huh. Like, I, I think in its bones as, you know, the variety show was sort of in many ways the the last big gasp of vaudeville and i i don't think you could find a a place on television where like the beating heart of vaudeville exists more than the muppet show and it's just it's a delight so true sometimes i'm down on the muppet show i'll be honest more than the rest of the tough pigs crew but for whatever reason i really enjoy hearing people talk about the muppet show because it's such an interesting thing to confront not just as a Muppet thing but as a time in pop culture and I really appreciate the way that you all have captured how the Muppet show isn't just this Muppet thing it's this 70s pop culture thing it's so much a part of that world that I didn't live through I'm too young for that so getting more and more of the references through your show is it's it's a joy it is such a joy and I want to thank you all for doing that show and for uh, being guests on this show today uh Muppeturgists, where can people find your stuff on the internet? You can find uh, the podcast on uh, various social media at Muppeturgy and on the web at Muppeturgy.com and wherever you get your podcasts. We're, we're pretty much all the podcast places. You can find me personally on various social medias at Adam807. Uh, when is this coming out? Uh, it's supposed to, unless... Joe messes with the schedule for whatever reason. It's supposed to come out on the 23rd of March. Then I'll plug uh, my recent guest print. Uh, I just recently uh, got to be a guest on one of my favorite non-Muppet podcasts. This had Oscar Buzz uh, talking about the movie version of the musical Dear Evan Hansen. We had a time, so (laughs) you can check that out wherever you get podcasts. You can find me, David, on most social media as It's D. Levy. And if we're plugging guest appearances, I am on what I think will have been the most recent episode of Moving Right Along on the other Tough Pigs feed when this episode hits, talking about minute 69, nice, of Muppets Christmas Carol. All right. (laughs) Featuring Muppets best friend Paul Williams writing the songs. Wow. Although there is no music in uh, minutes 69 and 70. Nice. Take it to Twitter and see if... Paul Williams responds with nice. (laughs) Apparently in all their years of doing minute by minute breakdowns, I was the first guest on a a minute 69 to say nice. Congratulations. I'm very proud of that. So happy for you, Christy. So yeah, I I am at timid Frida uh, on Instagram quite a bit. And on Twitter as like a very special, you know, sweep, sweep guest star. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I post like three or four times a year um, but also if you go to christybauer.com um, you can check out information about the musicals what I wrote wonderful wonderful and uh, Michal yeah I'm not so much on the publicly accessible social medias but if you are really curious to look at pictures of 
costumes and puppets that I've built or weird dance stuff that I've done, you can go to michaelrichardson.com. Um, if you want to hear some scripts that I wrote, um, and if you have a, a tiny person in your life, or even if you don't, you might enjoy the Imagine Neighborhood podcast. Uh, if you want to hear about bonkers adventures of dinosaur princesses and teenage rock stars and their weird friends, and also about social emotional learning and kindness. Who's not a fan of kindness? Nobody. Miss Piggy. That's she's differently not a fan of kindness now than she wasn't a fan of kindness in the seventies. And now a moment of spontaneous applause for our panel of Muppet experts. That's normally where I edit in a sound effect, but I think this time we might have a live sound effect. Oh, I could just use my instant audience. Yeah. Good. Good. Oh. Okay. That's more like it. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Listeners, if you enjoyed this program, we hope you'll consider supporting us on Patreon. Thank you to those of you who are already doing so now. This Tough Pigs Muppet Fan Podcast was executive produced by the Tough Pigs Muppet Fan Podcast executive producer, Joe Hennis. Thanks to Kenny Durkin for our artwork, and thanks to Frank Oz, because it's always a good time to thank a Frank. For ToughPigs.com, this is J.D. Hansel reminding you of Jim Henson's motto, you'll never get out of the queue. Goodbye. That's she's differently not a fan of kindness now than she wasn't a fan of kindness in the 70s. Sorry, I got distracted. I'm... I was trying to see... You you probably don't necessarily want me to plug this, but I was trying to see if in the uh, Muppets Twitter um, Tough Pigs bracket, if uh, the Captain Google video had made it to the second round and if that was worth plugging, but I don't think that it did. Don't worry about it. I, if you really felt strongly about plugging it, I wouldn't object, but I don't personally think that it's worth plugging. Michal, it's JD a, told me that he grew up watching videos of you. I, that's I don't a, even know how to feel about that's this. That's a <laughs> slight exaggeration, sort of. I mean, I, I, throughout my teen years, I have watched the Captain Google video more times than I can justify. I don't really know how to explain it, but for whatever reason, something in that spoke to me. I don't, I can't really put my finger on it, but I, <laughs> I only made a handful of videos with Ryan and Joe back in those weird days where we were just making doofy puppet videos, not expecting anybody to watch them. I love on Ryan's behalf that you have grown up watching the Captain Google video <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense. And when he wrote it, it didn't make any sense. It still has not suddenly begun to make any sense. It's just a bunch of people yelling Captain Google and laughing for no reason. I think it has a lot of interesting jokes that, but by the end of my teen years, for better or worse, had been at least somewhat formative of my sense of humor. Again, I can't explain, justify, or defend this. It's just a thing, <laughs> and I wanted to be able to confess it, because I have already confessed this information to Joe. I think Ryan knows. I just, I needed all three of you to know for, for my own sake. I guess that's all I can say about that. I apologize for the awkwardness oh, inherent in that remark. Um, I, I appreciate knowing that I will, I, I will have to take that into the rest of my year, knowing that somebody grew up watching something that I was a part of. Again, grew up, I'm not, it's not like I'm 10, like, to be clear, <laughs> I am at this point, I am, 
I am 26 years old going on 27. So I am young, and when I saw that video, I was younger. I was a, a te- little I, like your an ten. early teenager. It's a little, it's a little <laughs> bit like... I was. I guess I was not that many years older than 10 when I first encountered the video. So... Hmm. Maybe it is an F description. I don't know. I don't like this. I don't like thinking about this. And we're going to move on towards the end. And now, a moment of spontaneous applause for our panel.